0: Hey, before we dive into today's episode, I did just want to let you know that the doors are currently open to my signature coaching programs. The first program, Create and Elevate, is all about how to create a beautiful business, elevate it to the next level so that you can book your dream clients who are willing to pay what your offer is worth. The second program, Purposeful Profit, is all about diving deep into the numbers, taking control of your finances, pricing your services, and ultimately making more money. Both programs are 90 days of one-on-one coaching with me. So you'll receive 90 days of one-on-one support, which includes Voxer access, two calls per month, and all of the extra trainings and resources I think you'll need in your journey. I have found one-on-one coaching has been invaluable for my own business and I am so honored to be able to support so many other creative business owners and help them to create the business of their dreams. If you're listening in real time, you can save $600 off one of the programs if you sign up before December 31st, 2020. After this point, the price will be going up and doors will be closing in January. If you're listening after this point, but you're still interested in one-on-one coaching with me, just head to sarahluthie.com forward slash services to grab some more information and to jump on the wait list. Currently, there are only four spots remaining and once doors close, I'm not totally sure when they will be a reopening and how many spots will be available. So if you want to grab more information, head to my website, sarahluthie.com or send me a DM on Instagram and I would love to chat. Friend, I am so excited to serve you in this way. Can you believe that we are at the end of 2020? I am just a little bit mind blown how quickly this year has gone, but also how different this year has been. I thought it would be really fun to release an episode all about my reflections of 2020. So it's going to be a little bit more of a personal reflection where I will share some of the things that went well, some of the things that didn't go so well. I'll be talking about some of the goals that I set at the start of 2020 and how different this year actually turned out. And of course, some of the lessons that I learned along the way. Anyway, I am so excited to dive into this episode. I've been looking forward to recording this episode because it's giving me an opportunity and a chance to reflect on my year. And I really hope that at the very least, this inspires you guys to also reflect deeply on 2020 think about what are the things that did and didn't work what goals did you meet what goals weren't met what lessons can you take away and really how can you take all of this and move forward as we step into the new year so without further ado let's dive in hey welcome to the imperfect pursuit podcast My name is Sarah Luthie and I love all things marketing, money, mindset, and helping creative entrepreneurs pursue their purpose. Nothing in life or business is perfect, but I believe in the power of taking imperfect action and showing up with grace, authenticity, and intentionality. So if you're ready to imperfectly pursue your biggest goals and build a life and business you love, there is a place for you here. Well, I thought I would start off by just doing a little bit of a recap so that you guys are aware of the big picture what has happened this year where i am now and then i'm going to go a little bit deeper into what worked what didn't work and share a little bit more of the details but i'm sure it comes as no surprise that 2020 was vastly different than i was planning or expecting and i'm sure that is the same for the majority of people and I probably don't really need to explain why but of course we are all aware that COVID-19 has just completely shaken the world up this year. It's not something that anyone could have expected and I know that it's given all of us our fair share of challenges as we've learned to adapt and pivot and ultimately survive in a very changing world. Here in Australia, we have been so, so lucky. We've been so blessed. Of course, it has brought about many, many challenges, which I will share in the rest of the episode. But I do feel that I need to say that here in Australia, we have not had it, quote unquote, that bad. I am sure there are so many reasons why, a big one being that we are an island and it's not as easy for people to come in and out of our country. But our government has also been incredible at handling things quickly and bringing in measures and restrictions to ensure that the virus doesn't spread so i feel very very grateful that as a country we haven't been as affected by the virus compared to so many other countries in the world now i don't want to downplay the challenges and pain and obstacles that so many people have faced here in australia because of the virus whether that was physically or mentally or emotionally or financially Because absolutely, so many people, including myself, have been affected by the impacts of what this pandemic has done to us as a society. Now, I don't want this episode to be doom and gloom because it's really not. There have been so many good things in 2020, and I'm excited to celebrate those with you guys. But of course, it's a reflection episode, and it would be foolish to not at least acknowledge COVID 19 and many effects and impacts that it has had to us as individuals and as a society. So if you aren't aware, I own two businesses. I feel like I talk about this all the time, but at the same time, I know we have new listeners tuning in every single week and I can't just assume that everyone knows my life story. Even though I feel like I've talked about it a million times, I'm sure there are so many people that don't actually know a whole lot about me. So If you are new around here, I am a wedding floral designer. That's my, I guess, my primary job at the moment. I run my floral business, Gwen Floral Co., and we specialize in creating flowers for weddings and events in our local area. And that's kind of what launched me into the entrepreneurial space. I grew up always loving flowers and weddings. And over the last three years, I've built my dream business and I am so, so grateful for that business. And very quickly, my other business is, of course, my online business, which is just my personal brand, Sarah Luthy. And as well as being a wedding floral designer, I'm also a business coach for creatives. And I love helping creative women to elevate their business so that they can book better clients and make more money doing what they love. So that's what I do if you don't know anything about me. So obviously, being in the wedding industry, my wedding business has been very impacted by COVID-19 this year. I'll share a little bit more about the details as we go throughout the episode, but I started the year with a booked out calendar, planning to do over 50 weddings in 2020. I was so excited for this year. I considered 2020 my big work year, where I was going to smash out all of these weddings, And then in 2021, I would start focusing a little bit more on coaching and scaling back the wedding business. So that was, I guess, my plan going into 2020. Coaching was something I was doing kind of casually, very, very informally with people who would send me DMs or with friends who were starting businesses. And I knew that I loved teaching people and helping people, but I didn't know what that would actually look like. At the start of the year, I hosted my first Flourish retreat, which was a faith-based business retreat for creative women. And we went away for a few days and I did a little workshop all about goal setting and setting intentions for the year. And I sent all of the girls away for about an hour and they had a workbook and we all had some time to really pray and reflect and plan for 2020. And I remember through various conversations over those few days, particularly on the final night, we had a beautiful time of prayer and all of us kind of opened up about where we see our businesses going and the different excitement, but also fears that we were all feeling. And I remember saying to them that my wedding business is growing really really quickly and I feel so lucky and so blessed that that was the case but I was a little bit nervous going into this year about how I was going to handle it and coaching was laid so heavily on my heart but with a booked out year of weddings I did not know what that was going to look like and I kind of just settled on this idea of finishing 2020 doing all of my weddings, and then pursuing coaching at a later time, partly because I was worried about the time factor, but I think it was mostly due to all of the fear that was surrounding that possibility. So at the very start of the year, January 1st, 2020, I can't remember the exact number, but I think it was around 39 or 40 weddings that we had locked in for 2020. And one of my goals was to do (laughs) I wrote down 45 to 50. I couldn't settle on a number and I knew that I was easily going to hit that, but I don't think I realized how quickly I would hit that. So at the start of the year, I was already very, very close to hitting the goal. But by mid-March, we had 55 weddings on the books for 2020. So it was funny in a sense that in a way I had exceeded my goal of wedding bookings, But then, of course, COVID happened and we lost a lot of those bookings. So in a way, I met that goal, but then I lost that goal. (laughs) So here in Australia, COVID kind of only became a, a bigger issue sometime in March I think it was kind of middle of March and by the end of March there were so many restrictions and we were virtually in lockdown which we weren't really in lockdown compared to a lot of other countries but there were certainly restrictions around how far we could drive the reasons that we could go out for um, the amount of people that we could spend time with in a group setting and all of those kinds of things so There was kind of a two week period between the middle of March and the end of March. So as I said, before COVID happened, I don't like saying it that way because I know COVID initially started in, was it November or December 2019? But before it really, I guess, gained traction, at least here in Australia, I was planning to do at least 55 weddings in 2020. And I just did a quick count and we ended up doing 32 weddings this year. Some of those were a lot smaller than we would usually do, obviously due to elopements and more intimate weddings. But in total, we ended up with 32 compared to an initial projection of 55. Some of those weddings were newer bookings, so people who had booked in since middle of March when I last did my big count of 55, And I haven't done a complete count of all of the postponements and cancellations, but last time I checked, it was around that 30 mark. So about 30, just over half of our projected bookings were either postponed to 2021 or cancelled, which is pretty crazy to say out loud. (laughs) Now, I know a lot of other people across the world would have felt the effects way, way more and probably were lucky to even do a handful of weddings But as I said, here in Australia, our government did put measures in place to slow down the spread. And thankfully, a lot of the restrictions that were introduced were also eased relatively quickly. So between middle of March till middle of July, virtually no weddings were happening. At one stage, weddings were limited to five people present, which was the celebrant, the couple and two witnesses. So that was pretty crazy. So in that time between mid-March to mid-July, we only did one tiny little elopement. When everything had, I guess, blown up for lack of a better term, I remember feeling pretty anxious. There was about a week it would have been, and I'm just looking at the dates, our last wedding before COVID was March 14th. And I remember even then, it was still a little bit touch and go. But kind of that following week, pretty much as soon as that wedding happened, things just went crazy. And that week, I remember feeling so anxious. And at the time, my husband and I weren't sure what was going to happen with our lives, really. My husband is a pastor at a church. And of course, his wage is relying on the gifts and the tithes of the members who go to the church. And obviously, so many people had either lost their jobs or lost significant income. So of course the church tithing had gone down and we were concerned that that would in turn affect his position at the church and at one stage we were planning all of these plan A, B, C's in case something were to happen there. There was a brief period that we were both very anxious about what life was going to look like and that was a very nerve-wracking time and I'm thankful that that season only lasted a pretty short amount of time. But I was preparing to pretty much lose all of the weddings for 2020, and we weren't sure how long a lot of these restrictions were going to last, so it was quite an anxious time. As I said, all of this kind of started happening middle of March, and what I'm about to share is actually very unlike my personality usually, which may come as a surprise to you. But by the end of March, I had decided that I was going to start my coaching business this year. Usually I'm the kind of personality that needs to think about my decisions. I struggle to make decisions often and I'm usually not really spontaneous, particularly when it comes to big decisions like that. But I remember just having a moment where I realized I literally have months of no work And I didn't really want to go off and get another job because I knew that the business was going to come back around. And I just made the decision, I made the call, I'm going to start coaching this year. As I said, I was kind of doing it casually prior to all of this, but. Actually, creating a personal brand, selling coaching services, and putting myself out there in this way was terrifying. We didn't know how long this was going to last. Our prime minister said this could be six months of restrictions. So, obviously, this was March. So, we were thinking we're going to be in pretty much lockdown for six months. We were thinking we're not going to be able to eat out for six months, weddings aren't going to happen for six months, we're not going to be able to have parties or meet in person at church for at least six months. But thankfully they got a lot of things under control in a sense and by middle of July restrictions were starting to ease. So my first big or standard wedding back was on July 11th, which I believe was the first day that weddings with 100 people could happen. So that season with absolutely no weddings aside from one tiny elopement, that was about three months, which in one sense is a long time, (laughs) but we were also preparing for it to be a whole lot worse. So I'm very, very thankful for that. And pretty much since July, it's been somewhat normal. There have still been so many couples that still have decided to postpone even though they technically didn't need to. But I understand that people are postponing for a variety of reasons, whether that's they've been affected financially if they had lost their own jobs or they have family who are overseas and obviously borders are still closed currently. And up until recently, even our state borders were closed. So to get from one state to another wasn't allowed. And up until recently, even if it was allowed, you had to quarantine at your own expense for 14 days. I feel that that season isn't completely past yet. If there is another outbreak, I don't think it will take our government very long at all to bring those measures back into place. So, of course, all of these things are creating a lot of anxiety within couples who are getting married and that's, of course, affected us as a business. So, the second half of this year has been still pretty busy, not as busy as we were projecting which is probably a good thing because I've also been coaching as well and working out how to run two businesses. But that's kind of a general snapshot of what my year has looked like. So I thought I would share three things that worked well and three things that didn't work so well or things that I want to release going into next year. And then I'm just going to share a few general reflections and some plans moving into 2021 as well. So one thing that worked really well, which I've kind of already shared, was stepping out of my comfort zone. And as I said, starting this new business, starting a personal brand where I am selling, coaching to people was really, really scary. So I'm proud of myself when all of this happened earlier in the year that I just decided to step out of my comfort zone I started this business, I started signing on my first few clients, I started my podcast, which you are listening to right now, all of these new things that felt really scary, but I decided to do anyway. Now, moving on to something that didn't work, I'm going to alternate it back and forth, but one thing that didn't work quite so well, or something that I at least want to improve, is my weekly routines. Naturally, I'm not the most organized person, although it looks like I am, and although I have developed systems that keep me or help to keep me organized. I definitely have found that my weekly routine and schedule has been a little bit all over the place, particularly as I have juggled two businesses this year and working out what that all looks like. But that's something that I would love to focus on going into 2021 is just improving my productivity and ensuring that my weekly routines are somewhat consistent. Obviously, Working in the wedding industry, not all weeks are going to be the same. We've got weddings on Wednesdays and Sundays and Saturdays and Mondays, like literally every day. I don't think we have any Tuesday weddings, but I think we have weddings on every single other day at some point in the year. So it's hard to have a perfectly consistent routine, but I would love to develop as much structure in my life and my business as I possibly can. This was something I started to do at some point this year when I was talking to my friend, Hannah Murphy. If you haven't already, be sure to check out that episode. It's a really good one. It's episode five of the podcast and Hannah talks all about how to redefine productivity and create a weekly schedule that you love. It's a really good episode. And I found that once I did that, things definitely improved. But once business got really, really busy with weddings, I just really struggled to keep up with everything. And if I'm honest, I feel like I'm still... Coming down from that, even now, I'm still winding down from all of that craziness. So, I would love to develop a few more systems or routines in my life, in my business next year and not just with my business, but just with general life things as well. There's a few goals that I have just in terms of going for more consistent walks with the dogs or going to the gym at a similar time each day, rather than just when I feel like it. I think all of those things definitely make a difference. And it's something that I just want to focus a little bit more in 2021 is being more intentional with my time each week. Okay, now back to something that I'm proud of, back to a win that I'm celebrating, and that is investing into my business. This year, I've spent the most on my business development and personal development than I ever have. As I shared, we lost about 30 weddings, but somehow, by some kind of miracle, I still made more than I did last year. And I spent more in my business on education. I don't think it was purely down to the amount that I spent on my business and the investments that I made, but I definitely think those things made a huge difference in the growth of my business and it helps me to implement new things within my business. So this year I spent money on so many things. I invested in an ongoing coach for six months. I invested in one-off strategy sessions with another business coach. I bought a course on mindset, on how to grow an email list, on how to start a podcast. I bought courses on website strategy and a few other business bundles as well. And I don't say this so that you go off and make the same purchases that I did. But as I was reflecting, that is something that I'm celebrating is my willingness to invest in myself. Because in the past, that's something that I have really struggled with. Because each time I spent money, I felt like I was losing something. I mean, of course, you are, you are losing money temporarily. But it was a mindset shift that I had to overcome when it comes to investing. And it's something that I hope encourages you to if you are like what I used to be and are just so afraid to invest in your own development and into your business. I think this is something that you can learn to release. Of course, you need to be wise with the things that you do choose to invest in. But let my story be an encouragement to you. As I said, this year, I spent the most on education than I ever have. And I feel that my business is in a way better place despite a global pandemic. Okay, so back to what didn't work or something that I want to release going into 2021. And that is a mindset which I'm sure we are all familiar with called imposter syndrome. I've touched on this a little bit already in this episode, but this is something that I think has been pretty debilitating for me, if I'm honest, this year. Although I am so proud of the growth that I have achieved this year and the beautiful clients that I've had the honor of coaching this year, imposter syndrome has held me back from a lot of things. It has stopped me from posting on social media in fear of what so-and-so would think. It has stopped me from pitching myself to other podcasts to be interviewed on in fear of being rejected. It has Imposter syndrome has been a real thing in my life, even though on the outside things look pretty good and so many people assume that I must be so confident and in such a good place. But in reality, imposter syndrome has been a huge monster in my own life this year and this is something that I am constantly battling and I am ready to release this in 2021. Okay, back to something that I am celebrating, something that worked is investing in software to keep me a little bit more organized. And this is something that I plan on doing even more in 2021, but 2020, one of my goals was to get a little bit more organized on the back end and make my admin life a bit easier, particularly as I knew that we were going to be doing, or sorry, I thought we were going to be doing 50, 55 plus weddings in 2020. There were certain aspects of my business that were starting to get a little bit out of control. So this year I invested in a more comprehensive bookkeeping software called Zero, which You've probably heard me talk about in episode four of the podcast. So, that was just a small little change I made in 2020, upgrading from my pretty clunky app on my iPhone to something that was a little bit more sturdy and a bit more comprehensive. I do plan on possibly outsourcing bookkeeping entirely in 2021 so that I don't even need to really log in to Xero if I can help it. But at the moment, Xero makes my bookkeeping life a whole lot easier. And i'm really grateful that i made this investment even though it was over 10 times the amount of money that my last app was i do feel that it's worth that investment and the other software that i invested in which again i've already talked about is crm client relationship management dubsado would definitely be my favorite platform but i do also currently use studio ninja for my wedding business which is pretty similar to all of those CRM tools like HoneyBook and Upsado and 17 Hats and there's a million others. But this is something that I'm really, really glad I spent the money and the time setting up this year. Just the ease of being able to send a quote and attach a questionnaire and a contract all in one place. And having all of my bookings in a platform so that I can easily and visually see what's coming up and refer to all of the client information easily in one space is a game changer. So this is something that I'm really glad that I decided to pursue this year rather than relying on spreadsheets and calendars and notebooks and having to manually attach your contract and all of those things, which is fine initially, but I think once you get to a certain stage where you're working with so many clients at one time and you're often saying the same things and you have to go in and out of different programs, I think you know you're at the stage where you need to invest in a CRM. And then the final thing that I'm reflecting on, and this is something that I don't feel worked too well or something that I do want to improve in 2021, and that is just scaling up my own Instagram for my personal brand, which may come as a surprise to you, but learning how to run a new business, which is very, very different to a wedding business has been a little bit challenging. I feel like I've, in a sense mastered Instagram for our wedding business. But when it comes to a personal brand, this is something I've really struggled with. I've already talked about imposter syndrome and how that has been a huge thing for me this year. And I think that's really affected the way that I do show up on Instagram. So I'm just wanting to get a little bit better at showing up a bit more consistently on my personal brand next year, maybe doing a few more stories and reels and Just making sure that I am consistently serving up value for you guys, but then of course also at the same time showing bits of my life as well. I thought I would also just share a few more highlights, I guess, little things that I am celebrating and yeah, things that I am grateful for. This year I was a part of a few pretty key styled shoots. One of them was published in quite a large online publication and the other one is still being edited but we do feel that it is going to do quite well. So over the years I've become a lot more selective with the photo shoots that we do get involved in because it's a lot of time and money to contribute into a collaborative shoot. So yeah, as I'm reflecting on 2020, I am really just celebrating those specific styled shoots that we were a part of. Another highlight was just going away a little bit more. So my husband and I went away a couple of times throughout the year. One of the times was just for five nights which wasn't super rejuvenating because that was our first holiday in almost a year and it just wasn't really long enough (laughs) and then the next one was a few months later and that was 11 nights which was really really lovely I think I was at a little bit of a low at that point I was really really tired and I think I could have stayed for way longer but it was still refreshing nonetheless I even went away for a girls weekend a couple of times with two different friends, which was really, really lovely, Um, just kind of carving out a bit of time for myself and investing time into those friendships. So that was really special and it's something I would love to try and do more of in 2021 if there is time, if I can find a few spare weekends throughout the year. And I'm really grateful that my husband actually encourages me to go and do that and doesn't get weird about spending money on those things or um, yeah going away without him so that was definitely a highlight of this year as well and something that I haven't really done much of in the past as I already mentioned briefly 2020 was my first time hosting a flourish retreat a faith-based business retreat for women and it just completely exceeded my expectations And yeah, I really feel led to continue hosting these annually in the future. So our next one coming up will be in just a few weeks. Um, So that's already organized and I'm so excited to get away with um, five other women and just spend some time at the start of the year. praying over our businesses and brainstorming ideas together and just hanging out. So that's really special. And I've got some big dreams and plans for future retreats, both faith-based and then also more generic creative retreats as well. So so that's pretty exciting and I am really celebrating that this year. I'm also just going to celebrate going to more networking events. I've shared a little bit about this on social media, but this year I've put myself out of my comfort zone a little bit more and attended more networking events, which I haven't done a whole lot of in the past. I did go to a few here and there, but this year I definitely feel like I leveled up my networking game and would love to do more of that in the future and just mingling with more of the local wedding industry. And this is something that I would definitely encourage you to do as well. So yeah, that's just a few more fun little highlights that I am celebrating this year and just some things that I don't really want to forget. I think it's easy to remember the challenges and remember I guess the really really big milestones but there are a few other little blessings that I'm just taking a moment to celebrate. I want to remember 2020 for those kinds of things as well. So a few more general reflections as I was reflecting on some of the goals that I had initially set for 2020. So I did actually meet my financial goals, even with COVID. We met our sales goal, which was amazing. We still hit over six figures, even though we lost 30 weddings. So that was pretty crazy. I don't even know what we would have done if we had kept all 55 weddings and I feel really, really thankful for that. In terms of profit margins, the profit margin wasn't quite as high as I would like it to be just because, as I said, I did make quite a few investments this year. Even things like new websites and branding shoots and brand design and all of these different things have certainly added up. So the profit margin wasn't as high as I would have liked it to be, but I was still really happy with my personal income for 2020. Now, out of transparency, I will say that my business was eligible for a little bit of assistance from the government for a few months in the middle of the year, which was such a blessing because, as I said, there were three months where we literally had no weddings. So I was so thankful for that little bit of extra support from our Australian government. And although we would have been fine without it, It did mean that I wasn't quite so stressed or anxious about finances in that period. So I thought I would share that. So that is something that I am really, really thankful for. And I do take my hat off to our government who has done pretty well at handling this crisis and doing their best to support small businesses that have been impacted by the pandemic. One of my other goals was to improve systems and processes and to make my admin life easier, which I already said was something that I do think I did well this year and is something that I want to continue to improve next year as well. So next year, I probably want to start looking into a little bit more automation with different things, email automation and things like that. Um, But I definitely think we are heading in the right direction. One of my goals for this year was to hire an assistant for Gwen Floral Co., which didn't end up happening for obvious reasons. Um, We have an amazing team of freelancers who come and help with weddings, but the business is getting to a stage where I don't want it to rely all on me. And I would love to have someone come alongside me who knows how to do everything that can really help carry the weight of the business. So that is something that has been pushed forward into 2021 because obviously, losing so many weddings last year there wasn't as much of a need for that position but as the business is growing pretty substantially I know that I'm going to need to bring someone on very soon which is exciting. One of my goals for 2020 which is kind of funny looking back on it now but as I said coaching wasn't Really on the radar at the start of the year. I knew that I wanted to one day wind up doing coaching and education, but I thought it would be at least one or two, maybe three years away. So I was looking at my list of goals, and one of them, which was so vague and so fluffy, but one of them was to provide encouragement and value for other business owners on social media so that I could start setting up or start I guess planting the seeds for this new business and I think I definitely exceeded that goal I went as far as to actually start the business and start the podcast so um, that is something that I exceeded this year which I've already spoken about Um, and then kind of in line with that one of my goals was also to create a bit more of a timeline for this business in terms of websites and podcasts and launching and all of those things which I pretty much just did anyway without (laughs) creating a timeline. So that's pretty fun. Personal goals, which I set at the start of the year, which I don't feel were really met, which is something I've already mentioned, is just more weekly routine things. So regular dog walks and regular gym sessions and regular quiet times and things like that. Um, I feel that my personal development, not business development, but I guess, personal, emotional, spiritual development has probably been ignored a little bit this year. And that's one of my big goals moving into 2021 is to be a little bit more intentional with that and make sure that I'm looking after myself so that I can show up from a healthy place and really give my best to my coaching clients. So that's something that I would love to improve next year because it's something that I didn't really focus on this year. So, as I've said, so moving into 2021, some of my goals include expanding my team. So, as I've already said, bringing on a floral assistant. I would love to outsource some of the podcasting a bit more. I have started outsourcing this already and I'm loving it, but would love to outsource some of the other things like show notes and things like that. And as I've already said, potentially hiring a bookkeeper and or a virtual assistant as well. So I just know that next year is looking insane (laughs) because obviously so many weddings have been crammed into 2021. And I'm also coaching people as well. And although I am limiting the amount of clients that I'm working with in terms of coaching, it's still a big thing, investing time and energy into other people. And of course, also keeping up with the podcast takes time as well. So I know that I'm not going to be able to do it all on my own. And I would love to rely a little bit more on different team members next year. Some of my goals are around coaching and the amount of clients that I'd love to work with. So at the moment, I don't want to work with any more than four at a time. I may potentially even bring this down at certain parts of the year. But that is definitely a goal moving into 2021 is working with my dream coaching clients, because honestly, helping business owners build better businesses lights me up so much. And that is something that I am just so grateful for this year that I've just been pushed, I guess, into this new season. And it's definitely one of the blessings that have come out of this crazy mess of a year. Another goal, which I don't know if this will happen if I'm honest, but I would love to release a few digital products for you guys or possibly a course by the end of 2021. Now, I say this with a grain of salt because I'm a little bit nervous about next year and I don't want to set the expectation too high because... I don't want to burn out, if I'm honest. So this is something that I would be thrilled if I could get done by the end of next year. But it's something that I'm also willing to compromise on if need be and push it into 2022. Another goal which I would really love to try and work toward is only working four days on average. Even though this year has been all over the place, I definitely feel that I've probably still been averaging five days of work each week. And although that's perfectly normal, if I went off and got a nine to five, I'd be working five days. But in an ideal world, I only want to be working four days and probably less once we have kids. So I don't really know what this will look like. Obviously, one of my other goals was to expand the team and to continue developing systems and structures to keep me organized. But this is something that I have included on my list of goals for this year. So it'll be interesting in 12 months time to see if this is something that I ended up meeting or if I did have to end up reverting back to working five days. But on average, would love to only have to work four days a week this year. And then some other personal goals are things like going to the gym a bit more often being a bit more intentional with friendships and saving up more money personally so that we can continue to build up a nice little deposit for our next home. So, there are some of the goals that I have set for 2021. Obviously, there are so many other things that I'm working towards. And I guess just to wrap up, I did want to say that 2020 has been a bit of a whirlwind. And I've already explained how COVID has impacted so many things. And of course, there have been so many blessings in the storm and so many good things that have come out of this crazy year. But 2020 has been pretty hard, if I'm honest. And and I guess I just share that because on the outside, things look so good. <laughs> and I've had so many people say things like, you seem to be thriving and what a year for you you've accomplished so much and although to a certain extent that's true like you you look at the data and you look at the facts and yes there have been accomplishments I'm also all about authenticity on this podcast and I guess I did just want to say that in so many ways 2020 has been really different and a lot harder than I was expecting it to be personally But one thing that I do know is that God is good and is faithful and he knows the desires of our heart and he is our provider and his mercies are new every single morning. And that is something that I am clinging to and I hope that that is an encouragement to you too. And yeah, I guess I just say all of this because as I've said, things can look amazing on the outside. And although there are so many beautiful things that I'm so thankful for, Um, I want to keep it real for you guys too and if you feel like this year has been just an absolute mess, (laughs) if you are struggling with something in your life or your business or you feel like everyone else seems to be just kicking goals and thriving, that it's okay if you feel like things are hard and you're not alone and I think it's just important to acknowledge how we feel to release those things and pray about those things and, and of course also be grateful for the good things as well and I hope that in this episode I have shared some of those things that I'm grateful for and hopefully that's an encouragement to you guys to think carefully about what you can be thankful for this year as well so anyway that was a little bit of a long episode I hope you enjoyed this episode please send me a DM and let me know if you did I would actually love to do a few more reflection episodes even throughout the year. I'm thinking maybe every quarter or maybe just twice a year, doing a little bit of a reflection on that quarter or that six months. But yeah, let me know if this is something you would enjoy. And before I let you go, I'm sure you have probably seen either on the email list or on Instagram that I've recently opened the doors to my two new signature coaching programs. If you are a creative business owner and you are wanting to make more money doing what you love, if you want to start booking clients that value what you do and learn how you can actually create an elevated brand that stands out in the industry, then I would love to tell you more about my one-on-one coaching programs. To find out more information, you can head to sarahluthie.com forward slash services to read more about these true coaching programs. And if you have any questions, my DMs are always open if you'd like to learn more about the programs. If you're listening to this in real time, I'm offering early bird pricing until the end of 2020. So if you sign up before January 1st, you'll receive $600 off the total program. After that, the price goes up and then the doors will be closing on January 31st or until all four spots are taken. So there are only four spots available. And if this is something that you would love to learn more about, then head to sarahleethe.com forward slash services. I hope you guys enjoy your Christmas and your New Year's. Take some time for yourself. Spend some time reflecting on your year and planning for 2021. And I will chat to you guys in the next episode. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss future episodes. And while you're at it, if you'd like to leave a five-star rating on iTunes, I would be so grateful. This lets me know what kind of content you're loving so that I can keep creating valuable content for you in the future. It also helps this podcast to find its way to the ears of other creatives just like you. You can check out the show notes for links to everything that was mentioned in this episode or head to my website www.sarahluthy.com for more information and some cheeky freebies. Thanks again for being here, friend. I am so grateful for you and I'm cheering you on as you imperfectly pursue your purpose.